0: Hello, welcome along to the Fox Force Five podcast. This is episode numero cinco, or number five, to English speakers who are listening. Uh, I'm Kelly Crichton. I'm Nicola Murphy. Hello, everybody. Week five. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We're still here. We're winning. We're winning. Uh, how have you been since last week, my little lovely sister? But isn't
1: the weather been just glorious, well today now it literally was torrential raining there about 10 minutes ago and now it's uh, sunny so, but it has been glorious, it kind of felt like normal times, like the real world you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah it was a savage weekend, Mm. savage. We had our uh, long anticipated 10k that I totally wasn't prepared for on Sunday and I'd say it was the hottest point of the whole year that we were running (laughs) because we were we met up at two o'clock and the three of us that were doing it socially distanced obviously and it was biling and yeah but it went all right we managed it anyway but um, I got a stitch in the middle of it which I haven't got running for years literally but I suppose that's probably symptomatic of not pushing myself ever mm-hmm. when I'm running or training. So look, we did it anyway and now we're going to start working towards Cork City Marathon oh, are you on going to the do 6th of June. Well, you can do a relay or you yeah. can do a half marathon or you can do the marathon. Definitely won't be doing the marathon. Might do the relay, might be very ambitious and do the half marathon, but sure wow. we'll see. Yeah, but if anybody's interested in that actually, uh we're I'm helping out with the Sanctuary Runners in Killarney and you can run with the Sanctuary Runners. They're trying to get 2,000 people to do it to break a record for the biggest sort of group of people doing a virtual run for the same cause oh, ever. Nice. And so, what's the, what's the
1: least amount one could run and participate?
0: <laughs> yeah, so the relay, I think, is, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but the relay would be four people doing the full distance, so about 10K, about 10 or 11k, I think.
1: Still out of my remit, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose you could walk it. Mm. it? So you couldn't walk it either. I'm pretty sure, because everybody's doing it virtually, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah, true. I I was looking up the times for the 10k the other day because I messed it up and I didn't record my time so I couldn't submit it because it was like the Great Ireland run or something we did. Oh, okay. But anyway, one of one person's time was eight hours and 35 minutes. And I was like, that's just like your steps for the day, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's yeah, just put their steps though. in. I mean, any, Oh, uh, yeah. Even, or even walking, take it in a day is still probably a good bit. Like, Oh, it's
0: massive. Like yeah. everybody's got their own level of fitness and their own mm. aims and goals and all that. So uh, yeah, fair play. So yeah, so that was Sunday and then I, or sorry, Saturday. And I fell off the wagon gloriously after that. So I've been like. Not feeling the best since, <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm I'm back on the dry again after uh, after the weekend. So yeah, and we've got another bank holiday coming up. It's yeah, it's just...
1: funny. I think because of the weather, everyone kind of was out and about last weekend, so it kind of felt like a bank holiday, <laughs> although mm. with like a short bank holiday. But um, yeah, Cork was so nice over the weekend now just to, we actually, for the first time since the whole thing came in about takeaway pints. So we had a takeaway pint on Sunday in the sunshine and there was a busker like 10 feet away. And Mm. oh my God, might as well have been sitting in the back of Jeeps out now, pub in Cork, just just soaking up life.
0: I never, I still don't fully understand if takeaway pints, points, 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 points are allowed (laughs) if it's an allowed thing or if it's like, you're not supposed to, or you shouldn't or I don't know it's so no blurry. it's a louder it's so, right?
1: because a lot like, of the places that sell them have like don't consume this within 100 metres of the door basically okay. and they have okay. to cover it up so it's like I remember years ago me and, yeah. me and Ger were in the States and we were like sitting on the beach drinking Coronas and like people were kind of frowning at us you have to cover it basically you can drink whatever you like
0: but you that's have to cover in, the, the that's t- <laughs> why on TV in America they've always got brown bags around yeah, their bottles exactly. To, yeah. when people are drinking uh, or like sippy
1: cups full of booze
0: but uh, yes well, I remember in Scotland It was illegal to drink On the street as well Whereas here mm. We don't seem to give a Crap But I think I think they're being Lenient because of COVID aren't they as well you know yeah. people have I a think bit they of fun just know whatever. that people are like on the verge but um, mm.
1: no it was so nice it just felt like normality you know and like <laughs> I mean I can't even I think it was like 12 or 13 quid for two pints it was still expensive oh. when you're like oh my god it's money like <laughs> the price of pints yeah the yeah. price of
0: pints have gone up exponentially since the start of the the COVID we'll go back now and they'll be like it'll be like 750 for a pint yeah god, and we're probably not
1: going to care at the start though so they can probably no. charge whatever they want whatever they do open and god I hope yeah, be inside the bar and be like, no
0: I'll get it no I'll get it no I'll get it and I'll go on for about yeah. three weeks and then that'll be the end of that but um, no it's good to see things opening up as well I was uh, on the internet at the crack of dawn on Saturday to book tickets for Kennedy's farm in Clare. good farm <laughs> yeah just so we can go on a date that the girls are off nursery or whatever That's so nice. looking forward to that oh jeez like you said last week you'd go to the opening of an envelope now you would be oh, yeah. excited about totally. it so that was good so yeah it's nice to have a few little things and I'm sure the golfers out there are all delighted I actually contemplated for about five minutes taking up tennis yesterday <laughs> I haven't actually ruled it out yet yeah, yeah. just to
1: do something oh, I'll stop the hairdressers yeah. I'm like please god open
0: the oh I got a bit of a I got a, 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 a I did a slight job in the back of my hair oh, at the did weekend cut the mullet yeah something trapped I the cut mullet. the reverse mullet off yeah shaved off a bit of the back so feeling a bit better about my hair this week I must say now took a bit off over the years as well like it's totally like two ton now it's kind of <laughs> Uh, ridiculous but yeah it's doing its own thing but i I can just about hang in there now for another three weeks but i'm no longer Mihal martin message to Mihal martin kelly Crichton. no longer (laughs) wants to tone here so yeah so look we better get that show on the road with this week's podcast so coming up we have five things you need to know this week here's number one one Okay, first up this week, we had some positive news from the Citizens' Assembly on gender equality. Uh, they have been meeting for the last year and a half or so, and they have produced 45 recommendations that will now go to the Oireachtas. And I'm quite a fan of the Citizens' Assembly yeah. because they seem to make very good recommendations and very sensible mm-hmm. um approaches to things so we'll i'll tell you a little bit about the background so it was first established in 2016 to consider several political questions including the constitution of ireland abortion fixed-term parliaments referendums population aging and climate change And over 18 months, a report is produced on each topic. The government is required to respond officially to these reports in the Oireachtas. Now, this assembly, as with the others, it's made up of 100 people comprising of a chairperson and 99 citizens who are entitled to vote in a referendum. Dr Catherine Day, who is the former secretary general of the European Commission, is the chair of this assembly. And basically, they get these 100 people together. There's a research company comes in and gets a. 99 people sorry via it's like a representative sample of the population so they use the last census to go by mm-hmm. you know Ages. how many people between x and y age gender nationality and mm-hmm. um, socioeconomic group Race. so all those things are a factor and then they put together what they see is a kind of a representative mix of the population which sounds sensible and they this, this assembly was uh, deliberating on gender equality and they made 45 priority recommendations covering a wide range of areas, including the constitution, politics and leadership, caregiving and childcare, the domestic space, sexual and gender-based violence, pay and the workplace, as well as social protection. So I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to go through all 45 because we'd be here until next week, but <laughs> I'll just give you some highlights and it's interesting to go on and look it up. They've got a website and everything. Um... And it's all, it's very interesting And it's very straightforward actually Which is a breath of fresh air So, some of the key recommendations include The so-called women's place in the home clause I knew
1: this was going to come up at some point Yeah, yeah.
0: should be removed and replaced in the constitution So that's something that's been uh, talked about for a long time In fact, there may be a referendum on it Which is daft I
1: think it's a waste of money Just get rid of it
0: Oh, what a waste of money Stupid, the whole thing Um, Next one, amend Article 41 so that it would protect private and family life with the protection afforded to the family, not limited to the marital family. So in our constitution, Mm. a family is based on a male-female marriage. So that would be amended so that it protects all types of families. Um, Introduce maternity leave for all elected representatives, which I think is a no-brainer. Helen McIntyre is going on her maternity leave and I think they just need to bring in this legislation so that they can all get it. Um move to a publicly funded, accessible and regular model of childcare over the next decade. Can you imagine we'd be like Scandinavia? <laughs> be absolutely brilliant. Of course I'd be annoyed because I didn't have it in my child-rearing days, yeah. but you know, bring it on, bring it on for all the women out there who want to be treated equally, you know. Um Paid leave for parents should cover the first year of a child's life, be non-transferable, provide loan parents with the same total leave period as a couple and be incentivized by increasing payment levels to encourage increased take-up. Also very sensible. Um, they want to eliminate the gender pay gap by 2035. Which I think is a bit far off But anyway we work towards it Yeah basically They've kind of got Increments of percentages So they want to bring it down To 9% By 5 years time And 4% By 5 years after that And then none Okay By 2035 So they've got kind of uh, Incremental targets You know Mm. Uh, They want to hold Technology and social media Companies accountable For immediately removing Online content That constitutes Sexual harassment Bullying Stalking Sexually violent Or abusive content They want to make special efforts to improve the visibility of men performing caring roles. And what they're talking about there is like actual, an actual campaign, a marketing campaign to show men in caring roles, Mm. to show people that men do do caring roles and it is an option professionally or uh, personally. There is also a number of recommendations around increasing gender equality quotas for political parties and for companies in receipt of public money and other public bodies with the aim of increasing the number of women on boards and in senior roles. Changes are also recommended for carers, including increased supports, allowances and pensions. The one about the increase the quotas on boards and that this is one I always get into arguments Mm. with people about because some people say, well, it should just be the best person for the job. But my argument always is women have been inherently discriminated against over the years so it gets to a point where you have to in you have to positively discriminate to give them the chance to get the leg up so that they're there in the representation that makes the choices that will eventually lead to more women getting the jobs Mm. it's a vicious circle because if women aren't in on the boards or in the management how are more women going to make their way up it's it's just illogical yeah. so that's, that's, that's an important that's a tough one,
1: one. though because you would have a lot of people who would argue the right person for the job blah 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 but I realise it's a completely knock on about you know that there has to be the opportunities there in the first place to be able to get like a leg up you know to any yeah. position Yeah, but yeah that's, that's I think that's
0: like line. if we go through a period of positive discrimination for 20 years and then we know that things are equal grand mm. best person for the job you know yeah. but Yeah, this is definitely one that could be debated. Um, And the final thing I was going to mention that they suggested, sorry, recommended is that because they believe it needs special attention, they want to empower and adequately resource a statutory, sorry, statutory body for gender equality under a cabinet minister charged with cross-government coordination, which I think Hmm. is very sensible because so many times these things go to different departments and they get split up and it takes longer and all that whereas if there was one person in charge of the whole thing it would make a lot of sense um, so yeah it feels like a sensible approach and you know I like this setup. they produce common sense recommendations it's not too laden with like scientific or academic mm-hmm. pressure it's more practical um, Orla O'Connor who's the director of the National Women's Council responded to their recommendation saying that they are groundbreaking and send a strong and clear signal to the government that all decision makers that women's equality needs to be at the centre of our constitution our legislation and our policies the recommendations have the potential to really transform women's and girls lives in this country and include the key elements that we need to achieve gender equality we call on the government to prioritize their implementation without delay so the ball is in the government's court now and they'll have to respond to it in their actus in time so
1: Watch very interesting, very good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it was only 2017 that they were formed. I thought it was kind of something before that. I just remember hearing a lot about no. it around the, the repeal, the eighth, and all that. Yes, but, um, yeah, very interesting. I mean, if it's supposed to be a, a slice of
0: society, basically, then yeah, it's kind of good, it's to quite know democratic. That. Now, I know. You'd say 100 people, like, is that enough people to make these big decisions? But I suppose they are only recommendations. They're not being put straight into law. Like they have to go to the government and they have to be discussed and debated Mm. by... Our elected representatives, you know, so well, sure they, um, they let
1: 12 people on a jury make a call about somebody being a murderer or not. So, yeah, <laughs> having all that's of, true being representative of Ireland, I think it. you know, I mean, how many, Ireland yeah, they have,
0: they're not going to, and it's especially in COVID times, I'm surprised that they were they still went ahead. Well, they did it all remotely, yeah. so fair play to them. It's funny how some. Some bodies and some uh, departments and stuff have kept going and did their job on time and all that, you know, yeah. despite COVID. And then others have been like collapsed in on themselves, you know. It's strange, Wonder yeah, like the passport about. office and so I don't know what the situation is now, but now... Well, they, possible. apparently they got, um, they got seconded or put out to do track and trace a lot of the oh. staff in the passport office and something else, some other emergency response stuff. Mm. But like you think okay for the first couple of months But then put them back to what they're doing And get some other people Like all the Whatever it was 270,000 people who volunteered to I know. You know Answer Ireland's call Me included Me included Who never got asked to apply for any of that Those types of jobs You know daft yeah. like mm. But yeah. Um, yeah I think I think our government Just didn't think it was going to go on As long as um, It has But hey ho uh, So there you go now yeah. Very Very over two misses mm, number two
1: two cool. so um, I talk talking about a couple of things but I suppose that the biggest thing really is actually something that you had mentioned to me that I hadn't really looked into or uh watched was because we don't really watch Sky I'll be honest we watch a lot of like streaming stuff like Amazon Prime mm. and Netflix and all that um but I did see Kate Winslet's faced Face to <laughs> face spread over the sky player, all right. So, mm. um, the mayor of East Town, so the new HBO series, kate mm. winslet is starring in, and terrifyingly, she uh, plays a grandmother, like a young grandmother, in it, which is obviously a bit mm. bizarre. When you think like Titanic was
0: you're not in Titanic anymore, <laughs> exactly yeah.
1: although that only feels like a couple of years ago, and that was like 1997 or something, but mm. um. So it's a five-parter, five episodes. The first one is... Up. Was it only
0: five parts? Yeah. I didn't realise mm. that. Yeah. So it's
1: going to be every Monday, I think, that it comes out. But, like, the player's a bit funny. But they kind of... They put stuff up on the player, like, a day around it or whatever. So it's probably on the player mm. kind of from Sunday nights or whatever. Um, and it, But it's actually on TV on Sky Atlantic on a Monday evening. So... Um, first episode so again i've only watched the first episode so i can't really tell you that much about it or what's going to happen and because i don't know myself Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to look into it too much to spoil it for myself either but um it's kind of gritty uh set in a town um that's kind of been a bit like left behind from the rest of the u.s kind of thing it looks like it could be the 80s or the 70s but it's actually in modern times you know um Mm. So Kate Winslet is a detective in the town and there's been a few murders of young women, young girls, actually, um, in the town's history. And she's kind of trying to get those resolved, I suppose, and find out who's done it and and all that stuff. But that's just a really small part of it, to be honest. It's very gritty and very true detective-esque. So Mm. did you watch any of those true detectives?
0: No, I heard someone compare it to Happy Valley though, and I think that's a good comparison as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which was brilliant. Mm. Oh my god. So
1: it's kind of murder. like the whole like murder mystery thing, but also with the kind of gritty side of things thrown in and like you're really looking at the characters involved rather than it being the kind of murder victims was so far mm. anyway. So um yeah, interesting. So the guy who's actually directed it did another couple of things that I watched um over the last few years. So like the leftovers, that TV show was brilliant, and he was also involved in American Gods and Westworld. So if you kinda of like any of those series you kind of get a vibe of what is going to happen in this or what kind of way this is going to go so that guy is craig mm-hmm. zobel he's a director and it's written by a guy called brad inglesby who has written other stuff but to be honest i didn't know any of them so i'm not going to mention them <laughs> um yeah, yeah. but yeah it was really interesting like i said a lot of very uh, intriguing characters so she's living with like members of her family so you kind of get to see that Relationship and her and her ex husband, and then you kind of also have the relationship with her and her kids. And again, there's kind of some dark stuff that's gone on in the past and in the past of the town. And it's a small town kind of vibe, so you know everybody kind of knows everybody and everybody's business and all that stuff. And um, but she plays it really well. Really enjoyed it. She's obviously an unreal actress. I couldn't really think of what she was in last, to be honest, when I was thinking about her. But. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh she
0: I read something the other day, I don't think she's done anything for four or five years. Mm. She might maybe she was waiting for the right T V, you know, yeah. thing because so many actors now are kind of putting their time into quality TV or whatever. Mm. Um what's that guy, that Aussie actor that's in it, handsome guy? Oh the young Memento. guy. Evan Peters so No, no, no. The guy she meets in the bar. I watched it that? Guy Pierce, oh my God, I love him, I love him. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Guy Pierce, another big actor, you know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah. But you're right, you can tell, there's there's at least... Oh, you watched
1: it, you didn't see? Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's at least six or eight kind of complex characters in it already, mm. you can see. And there's a history there, and there's kind of hints about things that have happened in the past that haven't been explained. Yeah. Like she's a... The little boy is her grandson, but we don't know who his mother or father are, Mm. for sure. Yeah. We don't know, so... Very strange. Um, even yeah, Price is
1: in it as well. I don't know if you watched One uh, Wandavision, but uh, he was also an X Men over the last few years, the newer X Men. So he's a great mm. actor. I really like him, and he's coming into as kind of like another detective to help out to try and solve the crimes and all that. So I just saw that part in the, in the
0: trailer. It Looks like there's going to be good banter between them. Okay. So, yeah. Good. But even her friend, I couldn't put a name on her now. That actress, she's she's kind of freckly her friend who was on the basketball team with her, whatever, she's in mm. loads of stuff. Um, and the mother if- as well, and as you'd recognize
1: her as well, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know her name, to be honest with you, but I recognize her in loads of stuff. She was definitely in Sweet Home Alabama years ago. Uh, Jean Smart is her name, the actress. Okay, But she okay. was in loads of stuff as so, well. So there's loads of really kind of familiar faces in it. And also mm-hmm. actually, the guy who's in the US office, which again, I know you don't watch, but he was due to Mary Pan in the US office so oh, yeah, I'm talking about <laughs>
0: yeah, he's in it yeah, yeah. so there's a few familiar faces in it no it looks really good I think yeah. it's going to be really good so mm. if you haven't watched that get on it right now because new episode every week I'm, I've gone back to the watching things weekly thing rather than cramming them in because mm. I just like the anticipation and the build up line of duty has pushed me over the edge towards the weekly um watch rather than the cram you know so
1: yeah I think again you need to kind of balance these things so our kind of light hearted watch now at the moment is uh for the probably 10th time rewatching uh the first the, the two seasons of
0: fleabag as well so <laughs> oh we we're doing that too hey, that's so funny oh, really. yes, yeah. yeah but i haven't seen the second series what? so oh my we god i wish i, so I was the,
1: doing that now i wish i was the watching first the first time
0: we watched the first episode of the second series the last night where they're all out for dinner it's and then the, everyone yeah. ends up with a bloody nose. Oh my God. It's it's better than the first series. Yeah, it is. It and really I enjoyed the, I enjoyed series. the first series. Mm. I mean, she's so full of herself. She nearly implodes, you know. Yeah. But, oh, it's very well done. And the hot priest. Oh, yeah, it's actually... Yes. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's so brilliant. good. So good. So that was my that's
1: my balancing act at the moment, those two. But um that's been it now. I haven't really yeah, been watching anything else because of the weekend oh, was we being nice. We were out I was out and about, so um, wasn't actually
0: doing much TV watching for once. <laughs> we are down to the last episode of Line of Duty. Oh, yes. This coming Sunday. Oh my god, it's ninety minutes. I cannot wait. Is it? Oh. It, lo- it kind of lost the run of itself a little bit the last night. Like, as always happens with these things, you know, AC12, they're investigating bent coppers, mm. but then there's always a suggestion there's somebody bent within the department, yeah. you know, and you're trying to figure it all out and there's a lot of double crossing and people are suspicious of each other and oh, it's mad. But um, so we are kind of, I haven't a clue what way things are gonna go next week, but um watch this face. Mm. Yeah. I I'm encourage happy anyone for you to watch them. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And the other thing we finished this week actually was zero zero zero, which I would recommend as well. It started out as quite tough, but um it was Blind Boy. I listened to his podcast, he got me on it. He compared it to to um Succession which we watched Mm, last year which was brilliant Brilliant. which I don't really I wouldn't really compare it to Succession like there is a family element to it um, but it's about essentially the drugs that come from South America that end up in Italy and how they get there and the three stories of the guys sorting out the drugs in South America the guys transporting the drugs Mm. on a ship through wherever from A to B and all the adventures it goes on, and then what's happening with the drug lords and the mafia guys in Italy. So it's really, it was really different. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, which I don't always like jumping around in time on it, but three kind of dis- dis- distinct stories that come together. And it really grew on me. I found the first couple of episodes a bit laborious, mm. but it really grew on me. And I definitely recommend that sky as well. Zero, zero, I'm zero. It. And I think it's going to come up back. I think it's set up for round two. A lot of violence though. I'd warn you again. A lot of violence in it. But well worth watch. Definitely.
1: Brilliant. Well that wraps up our entertainment this week.
0: Super. Thank you. Okay. Up next is number three. Three. Okay. Our Fox of the Week this week is someone a bit more local. Someone a bit more modern. It's Imelda May. And one of the main reasons we are celebrating her is because of the stand she's taken recently when promoting her new album. She spoke publicly about the pushback and discrimination she experienced in the music industry for the terrible offence of being a woman over 40. Mm. Can you begin? Well, listen,
1: that? I'll tell you one thing before you go into it. Tina Turner in the documentary it's the same stuff and that was in the 80s really and that was the 80s so in one sense it shows we yeah. haven't moved on much have we <laughs> they basically said I was the exact listening same to, thing um, to her
0: just because she was over 40 it's just a joke yeah I was listening to that Dan as podcast I told you about it was BBC World Service as well and the women in that you know they were obviously in a very male dominated environment and they were saying when they started getting success and men started pushing them out, like they weren't threatened by them at all initially. And then when they started getting success, they just pushed them out, they just pushed them away. But anyway, uh, so yeah, just to give you a bit of background on De May, she was born and raised in Dublin and she started singing and performing when she was 16 years old. And, um, if for anyone who's not familiar with her work, she has sung a lot of kind of rockabilly style music over the years. She had her hair at a kind of a quiff, she'd wear kind of rockabilly clothes, she had a very kind of uh succinct identifiable look Mm. for a while and then she just kind of softened all that and changed a few years ago and does a lot more she's like widened her repertoire and does a lot more ballads and jazz and that kind of thing so she's released six albums and her most recent is called 11 past the hour and that came out a couple of weeks ago and when that came out she posted to her social media saying that she had had feedback from people in the music industry to say there was no point in her releasing music anymore Because she was over the age of 40. Which is not good. Mm. So she said. uh, Now I'm on a mission. For not just me. But for all of us. If you're thinking of getting the album anyway. Please do it now. So she kind of appealed to people. If you were going to buy the album. Can you do it now? So that we can just prove to the naysayers. that? um." Now obviously it was a marketing push Mm. as well. But she kind of exposed her vulnerability there. And you know. Shared what she'd experienced. So I don't doubt that it's true. And she did actually min- manage to get a number one, so fair play in the Irish charts, and she actually got to number six in the UK charts. Oh brilliant. So Indeed. yeah, it is brilliant. Um I had to listen to the album and to be honest I wouldn't wouldn't have been a big fan of hers over the years, but it's quite it's you definitely listen to it like, and there's a couple of nice songs on it. She has some serious names on it as well. Ronnie Wood from The Rolling Stones plays guitar on a couple of tracks. Mm. Noel Gallagher, um and there's a few more that escape me now, but she's got serious big name pals, I'll tell you as well. Mm. But um, it's just a shame, anyway, that that discrimination she experienced was so pronounced. But I was having a look at her Twitter the other day as well, and a woman called Linda Coogan Byrne, who's a music publicist in Ireland, was tweeting about how well Amelda had done. And she, sh- she shared some really scary stats in terms of parity of airtime between male artists and female artists. So she said when Dermot Kennedy charted high, he reached over 490 million radio impacts on Irish radio. Niall Horan reached 290 million. Mm. Hosier reached 90 million. And Imelda got a number one and only got 23.1 million impacts on Irish radio. Hmm. a serious disparity you know so the boys are getting played away
1: but is that just not? women or isn't just her <laughs> i know it's a terrible thing to say but i'm just like no, again playing no
0: advocate. It's... is it women in general because like oh no i've I mean, i've seen, I've seen like... a lot of stuff recently on research into how many female voices are played on radio like female really? artists singers, singers and it's way less than male really so i was thought, like you'd have people like beyonce taylor swift all those people that were like the no queen no. of music you know it's way less i saw I'm, I'm sorry now i don't have the research to hand but definitely it female voices feature a lot less it's a big yeah. thing and then on top of that female voices in presenting roles have also been featured as not you know even up to last week there was a report out about how all the main talk shows around the country are hosted by men or 90% of them, you know. So Mm. it's interesting and they're just talking about how excluding those voices excludes those opinions, you know. So um, there you go. But look to all the women out there who think they're too old or are being told they're too old, you're not. Mm. You know, as a famous internet meme once said, it's never too late to be that person you might have been. So go for it. (laughs) Go for it. Very good. Okay, that's our Fox of the Week. Melda May. Congratulations, Melda.
1: So moving on to number 4. Uh this week I am going to talk about something that again I like spending money on lately. <laughs> so <laughs> the queen the of the the queen of the flesh and the cash. More of the queen of trying to make yourself feel better in a pandemic, I think. Oh yeah.
0: Tell me about it. So
1: one thing actually we, we're we're both very into, or we like to say we're into, but maybe we don't actually buy that much of it. But more like like looking at it is uh vintage clothing and shopping, uh vintage clothing. And mm. I remember years ago when I was living in the Netherlands and uh oh so came good over, for a vintage yeah, we were in Amsterdam and we went to like all these fabulous vintage shops and I I was only early 20s and I remember being so fascinated by it and loved it you know even the smell like I you know it sounds so mm. weird but that kind of like old clothes smell yeah um and just loving it and since then obviously a lot of stuff has gone online as well as like it's, it's I mean it's kind of precious to find good vintage shops unless you're in Brick Lane or something like that in London where mm. you know they all are but it's one of those things that you know you kind of start doing when you get into it like you're going on holidays that you'll look up vintage shops mm. in whatever city you're going to and all that stuff mm. but it's getting massive so with gen z they're they're massively into like vintage clothing it's kind of due to a number of reasons obviously there's all the environmental and human cost of global production of uh, clothing that we're all probably a bit guilty of uh, you know adding to that but um i think also it's more just about this kind of retro revival that they're massively into Mm. that. And so obviously Mm -hmm. they're trying to be sustainable. So going back, buying things that are vintage, but it's also, I think the look is very much like Mm -hmm. uh, embracing nostalgia and like this whole retro Mm -hmm. revival stuff. So
0: like kind of geek, chic kind of stuff. Very
1: much geek, chic. And, you know, even myself, like we we aren't gen z now but we would be millennials so mm. <laughs> um you know i do
0: enjoy- i'm even a millennial I, are, to, I know yeah
1: just, i did, just about <laughs> i had to google it recently <laughs> to know like where we were in the millennial scale mm. but um
0: i'm the we're the oldest millennials yeah. babies born in 1981 that's me yeah but I am a millennial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, so super interesting. So I will go through a couple of um, pages that I followed, I really like, and some websites and some physical shops as well. They may not be uh, mm. open at the moment, but will be hopefully in the next month or two um god please god let things reopen please god um but so i'm gonna start by- please
0: god let us get out there and buy old clothes yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but even just like i said that kind of smell like i think i prefer to walk into a shop than buy online though you know when it's online it's yeah it's just not the same experience like sometimes the whole so, vintage
0: thing is the, the shopping yeah mm. so i would have always been a vintage kind of hound like for years and I remember buying, you know, like those, sequ- uh, those sequin jackets mm. that are really in now. You And you, you see them on the vintage sites and there may be, if you're lucky, you'd get one for 60 or 70 euro. Yeah. These like hand beaded, mm. you know, sequin jackets or whatever. I bought mine for two pounds on eBay in about, uh, I'd say 2003 or four. And I still have it and I wear it yeah. I at least so three cute. or four times a year. Mm. Um, whereas that now would cost you 70 or 80 quid. Like mm. people have cottoned on have. to... Where you can find cool things and then they've seriously increased the price tag. So, yeah. you know, there used to be a thing where there was vintage shops and then there was charity shops. And you could go to a charity shop and you could pick up something amazing for like two quid or three quid yeah. or a tenner mm. or whatever. I bought a full length winter coat for like a fake fur line thing. It's cool. It's real sort of 70s in a charity shop in Scotland for five pounds and it's glass you know Mm. no because everybody's on the ball Mm. with vintage which is a shame because you don't have the as many opportunities to have that like glorious find in a charity shop Mm. and i think charity shops as well they're kind of heydays past they kind of turned out to be too expensive to kind of run Mm. you know but um definitely in ireland less so i think in in Edinburgh and Scotland where I was before there was more but yeah sorry so I'm with you I prefer the going in and going through the rails and like places like Armstrong's in Edinburgh which is amazing like you'd as soon as go in there and buy something for a fancy dress not mm, exactly yeah something cool you know that you could actually wear you know but it does feel special it does feel unique and it's it's cool it's, Experience when you do find something that you get excited about you know yeah. that you know no one else is going to have yeah <laughs> you know? and it's just I think
1: it's some people might and some people I'd say this is like their worst nightmare they
0: wouldn't like oh it at totally all. But, some of my friends were like oh get me out of here yeah. if I ever took them there yeah but like
1: for others and I think it's the way that even some of these um guys who I follow like on Instagram the way that they deliver the message like it could be Oh like yeah, one massive stack of clothes they have from one particular individual, and I'll talk about one account in a minute where she kind of goes through that, and I really like that side of it. It's like, can you imagine mm. what this fabulous lady was like, you know, and kind of showing all the
0: bits? I really oh, so like she's, that. She. So she offloads like one person's wardrobe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So
1: this one actually, I'll just oh. I'll go into it. So it's so she's at pre-loved by Shay and Joe, and we can tag all these people in it afterwards. But mm. that's her Instagram uh, tag and just fabulous bits. And we'll literally go into this kind of a what. Obviously, she doesn't know their story, but she knows that all these pieces came from a, a particular individual or whatever it may be. Okay. And you know it's funny because there could be like the most fabulous like and really reasonable actually she's probably the most reasonable account but like really fabulous bits and you'll kind of get a vibe for the person that they belonged to so it's really Mm, nice to kind of see that so um her account I love and she's kind of a fabulous individual as well I'm terrible but I think it's Katrina is it
0: Katrina her name is I think um is she the person that does it she kind of tries them all on on herself yes, and talks yes, about them yes I've oh yeah though. she's cool yeah, yeah. Katrina she's Carole. cool yeah. yeah
1: so she okay. and it's like hand-picked vintage clothing as the way she kind of delivers her mm. message you know so mm. yeah to be honest I'd follow her account just to kind of enjoy it anyway because she's yeah, a bit who she's,
0: <laughs> it's kind of a performance yeah. when she's showing you the clothes and she gets so into it and she talks about the detail it's really good actually the way she presents it yeah Yeah. sorry go on no no
1: and so like there's even highlights even if you want to go and kind of see these kind of some of the characters Mm. that she's had the clothes for so Betty May was the last lady she had some bits from and it was just such Mm. a joy to kind of watch and she's selling them all at pretty reasonable prices I must say Mm. and although Mm -hmm. she's kind of fashioning them all on herself she tells you the size and she might need like something Mm. bigger to wear a belt like so you kind of know the inches and Mm -hmm. all that of whatever you do want buy so if it's something mm-hmm. you're interested in like you can kind of be accommodated that way so that's her account mm-hmm. really love that uh, another one i really love is spice vintage so this is um, a girl called gracie from limerick so she actually had uh her own shop but I think with COVID and all that jazz she kind of moved everything online so it's Mm. so she's spicevintageonline.com as well so she's quite a good website so she's super popular so her stuff she kind of shows you all the pictures and all that during the week and then at 6 o'clock on a Friday everything is put on her website and you have that it's like buying concert tickets you have to be online Oh my god! 6 o'clock on a Friday to buy your vintage pieces now she has some class stuff like I'm all into kind of vintage sportswear like you know sweatshirts yeah, FIFA or Adidas or whatever I Mm. love that sport looks yeah sport looks exactly Mm. whereas um she'll have a lot of that usually in each week's drop and
0: but you know um, what it's i've done it i've gone on and there's been things that i saw in advance and i was like oh i like that and i like that and then you go on and it's gone or whatever and then you're like i have to buy something i have to buy something you feel like (laughs) the pressure because things are selling so quickly on there Mm. that you should buy something now i've never bought from her Mm. But I've been remiss in that I always remember to go on at like quarter past six, and all the best things are gone. Yeah. But it it does. It's it's such a clever selling technique very because good, very you're like I need to buy something. Yeah. Ah. And the <laughs> thing know? is, the
1: way she does it is like you can't see anything on the website until six o'clock on the Friday, and then six you can o'clock. See it all. So it's yeah. very smart. The way and she, she kind of teases it a bit. Yeah.
0: She, she shows you some little bits, doesn't mm. she, in the run up? She's she's yeah, fabulous cool.
1: person. She's really like lovely. She's very lovely, positive. very cheery. She's got yeah. a lovely.
0: Um, account as well she's very chirpy yeah yeah. she's
1: a nice she's a nice fellow and cool bits really nice and all different sizes um so you know you wouldn't feel excluded if you're a bit bigger like myself um so definitely one to check out really enjoy that and then just a few other kind of websites and um instagram handles for you in case of something you are interested in so uh big one in dublin is nine crows so they have a store
0: love them as well so
1: they have a store Mm -hmm. in temple bar they actually have a shop but also they have all their bits on depop so Yes. Actually, so I actually, when I first heard about Deep App, I was like. Oh people might not know what this is so just to, to explain mm-hmm. what deep up is it's where anybody you or i or anyone can go on and sell piece it's a fashion marketplace basically it's like ebay i suppose mm-hmm. but like all for fashion where me you mm-hmm. kim kardashian literally has an account and puts stuff up there anybody mm-hmm. can sell bits shoes you know jewelry whatever they want um but it's all about i suppose the kind of idea behind it is the same it's to make fashion more inclusive diverse and less wasteful so mm-hmm. and this is kind of what the fashion like vintage fashion industry is kind of really adapting as well so mm-hmm. um anyway all the nine crows bits is all on depop and there's a link in their uh, instagram page so again at nine crows and they like i said have a physical shop as well in temple bar so hopefully that'll be open soon and then the harlequin um also had a shop in dublin recently closed it was actually quite a big deal a lot of people were very um upset about it it's family run one it's yeah. very old wasn't yeah, it exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so um but they have a really nice website actually and they have instagram at, at the harlequin vintage and mm-hmm. then again if you're kind of maybe a bit nervous of any of those and you want kind of want one you're more familiar with asos have their own vintage marketplace as well so if you look up mm-hmm. a marketplace. marketplace.asos.com pretty much looks just like asos and it has lots of vintage bits on there too that you can choose from my favorite yeah. in terms of like if i was going to buy would definitely be spice vintage just because i like her style she She's is really cool style.
0: very young yeah her yes. stuff is probably more targeted at a younger clientele uh, I would say she has a lot of like as you say sweatshirts mm. and kind of 80s 90s kind of yeah uh, Casual wear yeah. you know baggy jeans baggy t-shirts yeah. that kind of thing yeah um, cool but they are cool and they're well they're well picked and often she has a kind of a theme doesn't she so one week she'll have like ski suits and the next week she'll have like oversized t-shirts and the next week she'll have sports jackets Mm. or whatever so it's cool another one uh, local to the gang in Killarney and she has a shop as well is Hazel's Nuts About Vintage and uh, it's run by a girl called Hazel O'Malley and it's a cool little shop and she's lovely little stuff in there but she is also on Depop Mm. so you can go on to Instagram follow her and you can find her stuff And Depop and she always posts out her stuff really handy. I've bought a couple of things off her Mm. in the past since COVID. um, Before that I would have just said oh I'll pick it up in the shop or whatever because she does cool Accessories and stuff yeah. as well Badges mm-hmm. and glasses And necklaces And just um, You got me my, yeah, my Baby uh
1: friggy Mercury badge Inside there didn't
0: you <laughs> Yes Yeah re- They have really cool stuff And they used to have Really cool like Game, Game of Thrones stuff And all that yeah, as well cool. And socks and scarves And mm. she mixes up Kind of like Modern bits of jewellery With costume jewellery With vintage So nice. cool I mean It's It's a different shopping experience and it's delightful Mm. and we're going to regret telling everybody about these places because they're all going to buy the stuff we want to buy. So we shouldn't have, we should not have done this item, Nicola. But it's so satisfying.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Because like, I mean, it's not like saying, oh, I saw this nice top in River Island and going for a look. Like this is like one piece, like that could be 20 years old and you see it and you're like, oh my God, Mm. I need to have it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. It might be something you keep an eye on for a long time or if there's something in your mind Mm. that you want, you kind of need to keep going back to it. But mm. like the satisfaction of when it works out is
0: amazing. So Absolutely. And I've bought a few things over the years, vintage, that have lasted yeah. for years. And there's something in that as well, that the clothes that were made in the past were so much better quality mm. and better lasting yeah. because fast fashion wasn't really a thing, yeah. you know. And actually, even in the last week, I saw that some big shops, I think like H&M and Penny's and somewhere else, have signed up to this new Um, agreement where they're going to try to commit to having better quality longer lasting clothes as part of the sustainability thing Mm. so look everything's moving in the right direction but definitely check out check out some of those places we'll we'll put the handles we'll be tagging the hangles (laughs) (laughs) we'll be tagging the handles in social media and I will put up all those um, addresses on our show notes as well so you can find them there absolutely Viva Le Vintage happy shopping Hmm, happy shopping. Five. Okay, number five. Uh, on the music section this week, I uh, we we're having a little chat about the fact that it was Earth Day in the past week, and there was lots of stuff going on around that. But one initiative I've been interested in recently is one that twins two of my favorite topics, which is music, and another in- extremely important and urgent issue, which is climate change, and um. There's a group called Music Declares Emergency. It's a group of 4,992 organisations, artists and individuals who stand together to declare a climate and ecological emergency and call for an immediate governmental response to protect all life on Earth. Now, this is an international group, but I think they're primarily based in the UK and they believe in the power of music to promote the cultural change needed to create a better future and the campaign they are pushing at the moment is called No Music on a Dead Planet. So you mm-hmm. might have seen some celebs, musicians on social media wearing these No Music on a Dead Planet t-shirts. And... Um, yeah, so the the vast majority of the population already want government action on climate. So The whole idea behind this campaign is for music fans to put pressure on government to take this action and to bring that messaging into the mainstream. So they have people like um, Billie Eilish and mm-hmm. Fontaine's DC and Jarvis Cocker and the 1975 and loads more supporting the campaign. And essentially what they do is ask these artists and um, others that support them to Sign up to a declaration to work to address issues of sustainability in the music industry, and they, in return, provide them with resources to communicate with their fan bases, and so growing the campaign. Mm. This was something, wasn't Chris Martin and Coldplay going on about this that he wasn't going to fly? They weren't I going to know, fly and I was kind
1: of gutted because I really want to see them live. I'm not even their biggest fan. I know, this must be unreal live, and I really want to see them. Do you know gothic. they're doing
0: something at the moment for some big concert they're doing in a couple of months? They're getting their fans to sing along to one of their songs and they're going to make something out of it so any of you diehard Coldplay fans out there go go on their website and get, get involved but back to No Music on a Dead Planet anyway there's four aims of their works they call on governments and media institutions to tell the truth about climate and ecological emergency they call on governments to act now to reverse biodiversity loss They recognize that the emergency has arisen from global injustice and they work towards systemic change to protect life on Earth. And they acknowledge the environmental impact of the music industry and commit to taking urgent action. So it's a great way to harness the power of celebrity, I think, and more power to them. And I've ordered my No Music on a Dead Planet t-shirt and I strive to recycle as much as possible. So I (laughs) am on it. Um, But you know what? This actually uh, fits in with a story that we've been experiencing here in Clarny this week, which is the fires oh, stop, that yeah. have been raging in National Park in Clarny. They're out now, but they reckon about a third, if not a half of the park has been destroyed. I mean, it is absolutely horrendous. <sighs> and that's f- trees, plants, foliage, insects, birds, animals, nests, warrens destroyed. And they've they've not said conclusively what started the fires, but there is a strong feeling that it came as a result of gorse fires that got out of control. So this is where they burned the land mm. to clear the land so animals can graze on the land. Now if that's the case that's just greed that has made that happen. And all these animals are dead and all this beautiful natural environment has been destroyed. It's just not on. Now there's an investigation ongoing so we don't know for certain what happened. Could be, may have been accidental But even the IFA have come out and said that if any of their members have been found to have been setting fires illegally, because it is illegal, then there'll be consequences to pay. So I just hope they do something about it now and get it sorted so that it doesn't happen again because this has been going on for years and it hasn't been tackled properly. And they're talking about bringing in New more park rangers which at least is a good thing as well to keep an eye on all of that so
1: there won't be much of a park left if they keep up what they're doing but i know it's very cynical but like it wasn't that warm or dry that like if one small fire would have gotten out of control like yeah, in my opinion it must have been multiple it was ones, a yeah. large fire and like usually those grass yeah. fires they're 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 clearing land so they are big mm-hmm. fires so yeah, you know, it's horrible i was listening to the radio yesterday and they were talking about like this particular horrible. type of birds and there's only like a t- uh, hundred of them in ireland and like 10 of their nests were in the Clare national park as in purposefully in the park like they were yeah. reintroduced there just gone they think at least like seven or the ten
0: are all gone it's so sad <laughs> like not oh, well, just stop. the habitats
1: the deers the wild goats the
0: like you could little see things, the fire things. from my house which uh, is about horrendous. i'm about i'm probably about 15 20k away mm. from the mountains where the fires were burning you could see it you could see it easily that's how big they were like yeah. it was crazy and scary but that's we talk about people the guys you know knocking down the trees in the amazon this is the same thing Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing if you're destroying land for financial purposes it's the exact same thing you know it's horrendous people think these problems are in other countries but we're as bad here like you know and look maybe we'll be proven wrong they might come out and say it was whatever it was but
1: yeah i mean look it just it's so disheartening and there's already so much like stuff going on this is like the, like it was just so bizarre you don't need it I mean it, yeah. it, you know, every year sure we're used to hearing the stories but this was the first time it really got like national attention because it got so big just some of the videos were terrifying like you know to see that mm. on our doorstep it was like scenes from the bushfires
0: in Australia yeah, or California yeah. wasn't it and like firefighters it's
1: looking wrecked and like you know tears coming down their face from the smoke and all that like it was just bizarre like another world kind mm. of thing but
0: Ah yeah, anyway. So, just to go back to music, to finish off, um, the Paul McCartney 3 reimagined, which is like a remix of his last album, that came out, that's quite good if anybody's looking for something to listen to. And some other little bit of positive news, which is that researchers in Spain have found no sign of higher levels of infection among people who took part in a large test concert last month. (laughs) Six people tested positive within 14 days of attending the gig in Barcelona, but the incidence was lower than that seen in the general population. Uh, So around 5,000 people took part and they were tested for COVID afterwards and of the six people who did test positive researchers concluded that four of them were infected elsewhere not at the event itself so that is really positive good Mm. news for the future of gig, gig going so fingers crossed, we'll be in some hot, sweaty mosh pit before the end of the oh, year. Just, uh, like even, I know I said it at the start, but even
1: like listening to that busker the other day, I was like, oh my God, I miss music. I haven't listened to like live music like that in such a long time. It was like glorious. Oh, push,
0: yeah. Roll on, roll on. So yeah, Bank holiday weekend ahead. The weather's supposed to be horrendous. I was kind of hoping we might get to the beach in Kerry somewhere, but... Mm-hmm. Might be the front room as per usual. <laughs> yeah. At least we had
1: last again, and hopefully, like May's, usually pretty nice. So fingers crossed. You mm-hmm. know, we're such uh, strange
0: people, Irish people. Like everything is dependent on the weather, but it is at the moment because all we can do is meet people yeah. outside. So I'm yeah. going to start. Um, I'm going to start making some plans as well. I know that sounds ambitious, but I'm going to start looking yeah. at later in the year and stuff you like should. that. I'm going to do a bit of research online this weekend. Going to do a bit of sort of fantasy planning for you know seeing other people and trips and things like Definitely, that just yeah kind of you need to think try to, to be positive to like
1: and you know i think that things will be much better and kind of even in the winter time this or autumn mm. time we'll be able to do a lot more and like things are getting i, I know i'm not I'm kind of in more depressed mood this week than i was last week but i think that's just from bloody alcohol at the weekend but i'm still trying oh to hang on to the you know the vaccine stuff and the vaccine news isn't too Mm -hmm. bad it's getting a bit better and you know hearing about loads more people getting them lately too which is really nice you know way more friends, parents and things like that so the ball is rolling Mm -hmm. much more this week than it was even two weeks ago so fingers crossed um, we've
0: will We got to focus on the positive for sure accentuate the positive eliminate the negative what was that on? Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins or something
1: (laughs) I don't know on a uh, fridge magnet
0: (laughs) yes probably that we got on holidays (laughs) remember holidays (laughs) anyway yeah look we can uh, let's live in hope and let's have a a little uh, dream about uh, holidays to come etc and uh, maybe even plan those staycations in the meantime so thank you for tuning in to Fox Force 5 this week we will be back next week with five things you need to know if you're enjoying it please do like and share with your friends and family you can leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts if you are a iphone or mac owner and we will be eternally grateful and please come back again next week we love having your company and we hope you enjoy the chitter chatter that you get from us too thanks all thank you bye